When you are looking for ways to stand out amongst the competition, custom-branded merchandise is a great investment for your brand. If you need custom t-shirts, hoodies, polos, hats, or other items, then you need to call The Merch Man. The Merch Man specializes in custom items for businesses, bands, artists, brands, and more. The Merch Man offers screen print, direct-to-garment, and embroidery for small orders or big bulk orders. We also offer online store setup and a complete fulfillment center with the best profit margin in the industry for qualifying applicants. Call The Merch Man today at 304-362-2131. That's 304-362-2131. Custom merch fast and at its finest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the House of Kayfabe, and we are full reporting it tonight. Yes, it is the full report, and we are talking about the brand new NXT 2.0, all new thing, all new show, all new vibe, and we experienced it. I'm here with Adam Harris. I'm here with Rich Quick, who is returning to the House of Kayfabe, Woo-hoo! and also finally. Barker is with us, so is Derek Jones, and the one and only Stephen P. New. And we are going to talk about all things NXT. So, I will be the first to say that I don't always watch NXT. NXT sometimes uh, completely eludes me, and that's because I keep a pretty busy schedule and don't always have time for NXT, and NXT hasn't always been the best thing on television. But when they said they're going to revamp the whole thing, I kind of... I wanted to see it. I wanted to see what was going on, and I don't know exactly what I, what I expected. So the first thing I want to do is I want to talk to you guys not about what you've seen tonight, but what you expected just by the promos that you that that you were seeing each week building up to this. So I'll start with you, Derek Jones. What did you expect from the new NXT before we started watching tonight? I- <sighs> I felt like we were going to dive straight into like a, a Disney movie with all the colors and, and pop culture reference and the bubbly design and everything else. So you loved it then? I, was, I, I loved the idea of it. <laughs> right up my alley. That's, that's why I'm referencing what it is. And it, it, if we're only talking about what we expected and not what we've seen, that, that's fully what I expected. All right, Stephen P. New, when you were look, looking at these promos going into this, what what did you what did you feel like this was going to be? I didn't know, to be quite honest with you, because the promos weren't moving me. Uh, you know, to see a multicolored uh, design on a new NXT logo that looks an awfully lot like the AEW logo. Uh, it looks like an inverted AEW logo. AEW's the colors are on the inside, surrounded by black. This one is an all-white logo, colors on the outside. I didn't have much expectation, to be quite honest with you. Rich Quick, going into this thing, how did you feel like this was going to go? Thank you uh, for acknowledging me. Uh, the I honestly have not watched NXT for like, oh, no, I have to get my mics in picture okay i have not watched nxt for at least six months i missed the entire carrying cross run of the old nxt i thought i thought the old nxt was good i don't know why they wanted to change it but i was open 
to the concept of maybe them changing things, and they definitely did. They they definitely did. Adam Harris, going into this thing, what were you expecting? I made a few notes before the show even went on the air. I was like, okay, what can we expect? New colors and a new ring, right? Which we got white ropes, white uh, ring uh, apron and everything. I figured there was going to be a new entrance ramp, and, man, it really was. It was much bigger, much more in-depth entrance ramp. I wondered if they were even going to say Capital Wrestling Corporation or uh, Capital Wrestling Center, you know, which is what they had been deeming the NXT arena uh, since the pandemic. They didn't mention that at all. They didn't call it the I don't know if they said NXT arena. Uh, I don't know. They didn't refer to it anything. So maybe that's a hint that they might go on the road sometime. I wondered if there would be new commentary. I hoped there wouldn't be. And we got the same commentary uh, that was previous. Uh, Wade Barrett, Beth Phoenix, and Vic Joseph. And then I wondered about the Samoa Joe and uh, general manager Regal, right? I was wondering how is that going to carry over as well? We didn't see Samoa Joe, uh, but uh, William Regal played a role throughout the whole show, including the wedding at the end, but I'm sure we'll get to that. All right, Barker, what did you expect going into this thing? I mean, like everybody, I think I was worried, and, I, and I'm with uh, Rich Quick and you. Uh, NXT is probably the last thing that I get to. It just feels like there's so much wrestling right now. And NXT is the last thing that I get to. When Walter or Walter's on there, I go out of my way because right. he's, in my opinion, the best wrestler in the world right now. I was worried because I did see the meme that Kevin Dunn was going to be in the crowd today to oversee the the festivities, and I was afraid that all the bad things that we don't like from Raw and SmackDown, although SmackDown's probably the best wrestling show on TV right now. I know, Derek. I was afraid that the bad things that we don't like about those would show up in NXT. That was my main thing. Cause I think the best thing that triple H has ever done in the business is what he's done with NXT. And the fact that like, Whoa. you know, Whoa. Tri- you always <laughs> yeah, say right. something right. ridiculous right. that just that's throws your that. whole opinion he down did. the fucking the toilet. That, the fact <laughs> that such a big body guy, that, like that's triple what H you do. Is. Like, like and you're so you, you're right. good. And, and you, that's and true. you, you cut these mean promos <laughs> and you have all this stuff. And then you say something that's like, I what mean, the fuck is. did he just I mean, say he that this is I the mean, like, I mean you go watch now, a fucking another fake sledgehammer shot ah, the so, fact that Triple H is you know a body guy but like still has Pete Dunne and still has Tyler Bate you know that guy really does care about wrestling so I was really worried that if they're taking this away from Triple H is that what we're seeing they're uh, taking the next of from course H? one of the goats definitely thinks uh you know that thinks highly of wrestling either way the point is <laughs> the point is that NXT <laughs> changed i expected i expected kind of what we got honestly i i was expecting what we got and we might as well just go in to what we got first thing that we got is to find out that Samoa Joe's injured and Samoa Joe will not be the NXT champion so we've got a new NXT champion that's going to be crowned tonight we're going to see LA Knight versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Pete Dunne. Now, that's the, the that's the match that was originally announced. And for some reason, we go straight into uh, to meeting, for the very first time, Rex Steiner. And I'm excited. We're going to hear Rex Steiner, and he's, we're going to talk about Rex Steiner. Uh, Rich, quick, go ahead. Tell, tell me what you're, what you're wanting to say here. Okay, yeah, okay. First, first and foremost, we cannot ignore... NXT 2.0. That's the dumbest fucking name <laughs> for anything. But how long are they going to stay with that? I wonder. Like, is it going to remain 2.0 forever? But it's forever? really not 
right? Like right. No, it's, it's it. this is 3.0. But by the way, this is not this is so this is how out of date Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are that they can think that like 2.0 Matt Hardy was doing that shit 20 years ago. Yeah, right. It's a very 2005 term. Great point. <laughs> yeah. Not, great point. This is I mean? like a like 2001 2. term. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get, sh- shut the fuck up. It's not, it's just NXT. You know, it's like 2.0. Like fuck off. I hate that. And that smacks of Bruce Pritchard. It does. To me. There this whole show is littered with things that that I don't like about Bruce Pritchard. Even though I like Bruce Pritchard. I'm not I'm not not a fan of Bruce Pritchard. I love listening to Bruce Pritchard tell old stories and all that good stuff. But when he tells those old stories, you get these little nuggets of corniness that he gets off on. And those little nuggets of corniness is what we've seen sprinkled all over oh, the we'll show. We'll get into that later. But first, because let's talk about plenty of Bruce Pritchard corniness. Well, let's talk about one. I miss you so much, Rich. Let's, let's talk about one right now. Here is a perfect example of Bruce Pritchard's corniness. Instead of getting Rex Steiner like we should have, Rex Steiner, the the son of great Rick name. Steiner, and it's a great name, and he looks like a mix between his uncle and his father. I mean, this guy, and he, and he's dressed like Rick. I mean, he's got he's doing a perfect Steiner line in the ring, move we'll, just we'll, like him. But we'll get oh to God, that in a minute. We'll, we'll get to how good he was in the ring here in just a minute. But this guy now looks at us and makes sure that we know that his name is Braun Breaker. <laughs> You know, Braun fucking Breaker. (laughs) I just uh, now. Okay. So we might as well go into the match. So because I want to, I want to say this one part, you got Braun Breaker here and Braun Breaker is going to have a match with LA Knight. Now LA Knight is in the main event for the championship, but we're going to put him in the, uh, the curtain jerk with Braun Breaker. Now I'm looking at this match and I'm looking at these two in the ring and I'm saying, okay, you've got Braun Breaker across the ring from LA Knight. What does this look like? This looks like when you're poor and you get the Dollar General version of wrestling toys and they have these generic <laughs> ass names on them. I've got LA Knight here and Braun Breaker and I'm going to I'm going to slam them together because that's what I got. That's what I got. I got the two of the shittiest names you got a guy who came in named You got e. wrestling figures from Maloney's. Right. All right. You didn't even get you didn't even get hills. Right. Right. You didn't even get hills wrestling figures. Your ass got taken to Maloney's. That's magic mark. These are these are really dated references for anyone Does under Derek know the anything age. Anything that we just said. Yeah, yeah. Derek has no idea what Hills is <laughs> or Maloney's. Hills is. Either way, the point is you got two generic wrestling figures in the ring here, and you had a guy who came in here with a name like Eli Drake. You uh, That name, perfect for that guy. That name would have worked. And then you got a guy named Rex fucking Steiner, who is a second-generation wrestler. Only the WWE can fuck this up. Only, only the WWE can fuck this up. And that's what we got. We- when, when did they stop caring about that? Do you guys remember in 1996, I, a guy by the name of Dwayne Johnson came out as Rocky 
Maivia, the first ever third generation superstar. Oh yeah. And what a big deal when Jim Ross and others were at the WWE, Randy Orton. I mean, go now they've screwed up a lot of second and third generation superstars as we've talked here a lot. But uh, now they're the not even trying. Movie. Now they're not even trying. They're like, hey, there's a second-generation superstar. Name him Dip Dingle and send him to the ring. They just fired a guy named Wyndham Rotunda. Are you freaking kidding? (laughs) What a perfect name. Are you freaking kidding me? But right now, you've got a clone. You've got a mixture of Rick and Scotty Steiner in their youths. Yeah, you do. And a name that still carries weight to this day because everybody knows how great that the Steiner brothers were. And I, I'm just thinking and, that there's somebody crap all over that. There is somebody collecting over a hundred grand a year to come up with fucking stupid ass names like LA Knight and Braun fucking breaker. If I was the guy signing their paychecks, I would feel like the biggest fucking dumbass in the world. And if I'm saying that to Vince McMahon, I'm sorry. I love Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is a fucking hero of mine, but what are you doing? To the WWE, I just I don't go ahead, Rich. Could know. that be? Could that be a contractual issue where, like, they want to own the name Steiner? That's what I was going to ask. Do you, what did he play football that, like, as? If, if, you know, like it's one of those things where it's like, His yeah, you can be Rex Steiner, but we own the name Steiner. Yeah, what's the, what's never the real be... last name, Derek? It's right. Rock, it's Rock Steiner. Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner. R e c h t. S-T- very German. Yeah, he was a fullback at Kennesaw State, and I think he was like on the practice squad as a fullback. It doesn't matter if you own. Now, tell me this. We've got a lawyer in the room. He can give me the answer to this question. If you own the name Rex Steiner, that doesn't mean that you can go and make Scott Steiner stop using his name Steiner. He's been using it for years and years and years. Everything about intellectual property use stems from first use right so but why didn't use. cody not, not get to use roads for a while is that not that? the same thing why didn't cody not get to use because cody had never used roads before uh, cody had never used i mean WWE. yeah his first time was right. in the his wwe first use was wwe so he had to wait for a certain period of time but rick and scott know. steiner have been using steiner for years even if they did trademark rex steiner sure they'd own rex steiner but they wouldn't own scott steiner they wouldn't own rick steiner they wouldn't own any of that so what would be the in, big in deal in which case all he does is change his first name and in the case of Rex Steiner or any second generation wrestler, maybe you shouldn't even worry about owning the name. Maybe you should just worry about pushing the talent. This guy, I mean, like Eli Drake. Okay, Eli Drake, you've got the best name ever and you don't want to give it to us. Okay, I get that. But you can still use it because it's awesome. And we're, we're going to name you after a fucking light up shoe. What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Like, I just don't understand how people are getting paid to come up with these fucking terrible ideas constantly. Well, it's been going on forever. What is the real famous Stone Cold Steve Austin name? Uh, 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 Ice Cold. Chili McFree. They've been doing this for decades. This isn't new. Well, I'm sure that was fucking Bruce Pritchard, too. So he calls. uh, That's a great name. Did Did you want to say something? Oh, then I want. Of course I do. Look, uh. What were we talking about? We're talking about Braun <laughs> Breaker. Stay on point. We're talking about Braun Breaker and L.A. Knight. No, okay, okay. No, so what we were saying was uh, that 
yes, you know, Trent Reznor has probably a copyright on Trent Reznor. You are Brian Reznor, which Correct. means it's okay. So, but Rex Steiner, I think in my little brain that his daddy said, you know what? They want to take the Steiner name from you and own that. You know, go be something else. Cause when they eventually release you a year from now, you can go be a Steiner on the Indies. Uh, Derek, did he great. wrestle? Point. Did he wrestle on Indies as Rex Steiner? No, uh, he, he's, he's like, WWE developmental. Is that our, is that the first match? Yeah. Oh, I mean, was that his first match? No, your, I'm sure it wasn't sure his first, first match. Televised match. Yeah, yeah it's his first, first televised match. Yeah, that that's what I'm talking about. Was that well, his that his first match? No, you, well, you, I mean, his first televised match. Maybe that's, that's the one that counts. No, it isn't because obviously you see, there's a lot more that count because he's obviously wrestled a ton of matches because he looked awesome tonight. Maybe not. He might be a carnation well, guy wrestler. that just takes it. He just takes to it like water. Because man, that match was fucking awesome. What did you say, quick? I said he's a wrestler. He's a he's an amateur wrestler. He knows how to work. It's Kurt Angle ish. Yeah. They were trying to do with him tonight what they did with John Cena. Yeah, kind of. Right. I kind of felt that too. Yeah. And this is what kind of pisses me off. And we'll, we may get into it later. We may not. But I'll say it right now. Why take the belt off Samoa Joe, this old guy, if you're only going to put it on another old guy that's going to put somebody over? You know, I mean, so like they're, they're building up this thing with him and uh, Derek. Can, what do you I, think I'm, about I'm, what? Does, I'm gonna get too hot, too Derek. Hot. What do you think about the Rex Steiner name and Braun Breaker? Braun Breakers, like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, <laughs> it, it truly is. It's the dumbest name I've ever. I would have rather him been called Chili McFreeze. But <laughs> so, and and you can fix this very simply if. So you're going to build this guy. Obviously, they're going to build him. Obviously. Uh, based on this first match, he's going to get shot to the moon. One day, he just needs to come through the curtain. He needs to be anti-establishment, and he needs to go, you know what? This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. My name is Rex freaking Steiner, and he will explode. Yep, I agree with you, and that's really the only way to fix it. A couple more things I want to mention about this match before we move on is the fact that the announcer said he has a dog face gremlin mentality. You 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 can't call him Rex Steiner, but you're going to give it give us that. I felt like that was like a little smack to the face to anybody who wanted to see something good happen with this. Well, and so let me jump in here and just say that like I didn't recognize him immediately, and I knew that Rick Steiner's son was in developmental, but I hadn't I didn't realize that's who this was, and so. Braun Breaker, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm writing that down. It's just like weird. It's too close to Braun Strowman. What is that? But when, as soon as I saw that Steiner line, I thought, holy crap. Well, you know, like, first of all, the gear is perfect. I see that Steiner line, and it was executed so perfectly. And then she said that, and I go, wow, you know, you know, Beth saw it too. And I think that's when I realized, you know, from my friends that – Oh, that's who this is. Okay, well, and, and so that makes a lot of sense. He's that's what natural. I was. That's what I was getting ready to say. Is you know you're going to dress him like Rick. You're going to have him doing the Steiner line. You're going to say dog face gremlin mentality. But you're going to call him. The, he did the perfect Scott Steiner belly to belly where he does that big right? step. Perfect. All oh of that God, is perfect. All of that, and you're going to call him Braun Breaker. And is Braun Breaker a a rib toward Braun? Like, oh, we got rid of Braun, well, and here's the Braun Breaker. Bronson Reichsteiner. His, uh, his real name is Bronson, I believe. 
Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, if his if his real name's Bronson, I would have went with Bronson Steiner. That sounds even better than Rex. No, but they just got rid of Bronson Reed, and there's already a bear. Yeah, Bronson they just got rid of Braun Strowman. But isn't there so a dude Carmelo now? What is yeah, it like Carmelo. a dude Carmelo? Oh, we're yeah, going to get yeah, to Carmelo. By the way, Did yeah. you guys like his Goldberg tattoo? Because I did. That was the worst part to me. As that was the worst part. TV, that was so I went, gross. Oh, no. Uh, and talk about his little miniature Brock. No, nothing. He used to a girl with a Goldberg tattoo. Breaker, he went. <laughs> nothing screams like bouncer at a club than that tattoo. It's so Man, awful. Bad. It's yeah, so it's awful. you know, it's either that one or the Godsmack one. Th- those are the two bouncer tattoos, right? <laughs> the there. sun, yeah, yeah. The, the Godsmack. We're still on the opening segment, but I have to say, like, they opened with promos from all four guys, right? And it ended from the main event, and it ended with L.A. Knight. And so are we supposed to believe that Braun Breaker interrupts a promo from a man who is in the main event for the NXT championship and LA Knight just goes, you know what? I think we should have a match right now in the opening of this television well, that, program. Like, that, are we, is that what we're supposed to think? Happened? That's the last thing that I wanted to talk about about this match was the fact that why the fuck was LA Knight even in it? It didn't even make any sense for him to be in it. It didn't make any sense for him to lose it. If you're, if you're trying to make us believe this guy's going to win the title later, why? I just, the whole thing didn't make sense. And I, and I hate it for LA Knight and I hate it for Braun Breaker because the they're the victims. That. This can be done. I've seen this done. A WrestleMania bunch. Been 10, Red Heart. Wrestling 40 years. LA Knight needed to send an underling out who got jobbed to Rex Steiner. LA Knight should have been like exactly what Adam Harris just said. This is beneath me. You are beneath me, son. But, you know, why don't you go out and so-and-so here, fill in the blank, is going to show you the ropes, going to teach you a lesson. That they should. How you, what you're saying is they should have kept the Cameron Grimes story going so that he could have had a butler to go face that guy, and, and that would have made sense. Not, not necessarily. You just, but someone. I mean, but so that could have worked. Show that L.A. Knight is above this crap, and you still get to show off your shiny new toy in Rex Steiner. Could it have been more pragmatic than that? They just needed a grizzled veteran to go out and have the first TV match with him. Is that it? Mm. I thought it was because LA Knight was going to lose, setting up the fact that he was going to win the belt at the end of the night. Like, there's no better story to tell. WrestleMania 10, Bret Hart. He loses the first match. Yeah, and Seth Rollins also lost to Randy Orton. Uh, and then cashed in later in the night. And okay, the so before we get too deep into this, we should probably move on because we're going to talk about this in a little bit when we get to that match. But uh, now we're going into a tag match. Briggs and Jeez. Jensen, Bartel and Eichner. Uh, Imperium wins this match. I thought this was a really good match. I'm not really familiar with Briggs and Jensen. Derek, can you uh, can you fill they me in on these guys? lawnmowers. <laughs> so... So Josh Briggs has been around since uh, like 2016 or something. He's he's really heavy in uh, Evolve and Beyond Wrestling. Um, big name on the Indies now. The Jensen kid, I, I'm not as familiar with. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know a whole lot about him. I can't can't speak to him too much. Josh Briggs, he's got a decent following on the Indies. He's 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 made towns. He's traveled the road. He's 
He's paid his dues. He deserves to be there. I hate the fact that when he got there, he cut his hair. He used to have long hair. He looked very menacing, very intimidating. He He's a beast on the Indies. He looked like a job. Those guys look like job guys compared to the Imperium dudes. Oh, I mean, well, the, I mean are they trying the to go with some redneck later, so. theme? And does no one is, are there no true creative people in WWE who can no. come up with some kind of <laughs> no. redneck no. type name? I, I mean, call them the holler boys or something. I mean, because you see from their logo, from their accents, all their of music. That, I thought of Brooks and Dunn when I heard the music. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what they should. I mean, shit, with all the other names that they came up with tonight that we we'll had to deal with, the they might as well call them Brooks and fucking Dunn. Yeah, right. <laughs> My name's Ronnie Kicks. Yeah. <laughs> Brooks Dunn. These are the Luke's country dude. boys. Ron and Dawn Country. <laughs> and you know what? The thing is, Vince McMahon, everyone always thinks about Vince McMahon as like, you know, he is New York City. Vince McMahon's a fucking redneck that grew up in North Carolina in a trailer park. You know what I mean? Like, that dude is, there's some white trash in him. He was like a yeah, forgotten but son. he makes fun of Southern people. Yeah, I know. And I never understood. Was that like a self-hating because that's, thing? Because that's his psychological thing. Mm-hmm. He, he grew up that way. He wants to not be that so therefore biscuits and gravy well before we move to the next segment i definitely want to say that uh imperium man they work together like i mean that tag team should be competing for the for the main main belts on the main show did you notice the one the bald guy and i don't know the guy's names there's just so many fucking wrestlers today you're talking about eichner did you notice that he did the kurt angle flat on your back Jump up, go up to the top rope. Yeah. And just to watch someone else do it is proof of how great Kurt Angle is. Because Kurt Angle would do that in like a 0.5 second. And that dude's a super athlete. And he looked like he had concrete in his britches. Because we've seen it from Kurt Angle so much. It just proved like how fucking genius of a wrestler Kurt Angle was. And that's obviously he did that move as a, as a homage. But it just shows like, wow, man, nobody's like Kurt Angle anymore. You know, this was a, a decent match. Of course, Imperium wins. But, what, you know, what Stephen P. New said is that there's no creative people that can actually come up with a good redneck gimmick. Well, don't worry, Stephen P. New. On the other side of the coin, they really suck at urban gimmicks, too, because Hit Row is the fakest bunch of shit I've ever seen in my life. AJ or top dollar as he's called is corny as a motherfucker. Ouch. And and I feel like the whole show vibe is centered around their gimmick now. Like all the beats and all the, the, the lighting and all that just kind of feels like hit row. And I wrote the same thing down, Brian, man. And, I wrote the same thing down. Like this is because the theme, the opening theme to me sounded like uh, some you know, hit row thing. Now yeah, it sounded like hit row. Yeah, I, exactly. I, another thing I noticed about hit row now, when they were on their way to the ring, um, and before I say that, I'll say that AJ being on the, the hidden treasure show, fucked his whole shit up if you were trying to be this uh i don't know if he's trying to do i guess he's trying to do a suge knight type deal if if you're trying to be suge knight 
You don't go and do the hidden treasure show. You can do one or the other. You can either be the fun-loving guy who doesn't understand negotiations on uh, hidden treasures, or you can or be... Or you hang a motherfucker over a balcony. Exactly. Yeah. That's what Suge Knight does. You are the corniest gangster I've ever seen on yeah, television. On, who would who would say no? You know, I mean, hey, buddy, we want you to be on this show that's going to be on A&E that a lot of people will watch that have never watched wrestling ever before. So, you know... Got to think about it. You got to think about your future, man. So, and here's a here's another thing: is that when they're going to the ring, you've got uh, Shante Adonis. She is the she is the rapper of the. Is that are you shaking your head, Derek? Am I wrong? Shante is is is, a guy. is the dude. Uh, Bfab is the girl. Okay, is that, Dfab. Is that the gray hair okay. Bianca? Sorry. Blair? So okay, so Dfab. So Dfab's the girl. She's coming to the D-fab. ring. Dfab. D. B. As in Bravo. B. Fabulous. B fab. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that's how little I give a fuck about these guys, but B fab <laughs> comes the to the ring. I saw her too. I don't and, know if she's been on TV before. Well, she's never wrestled. This is her first okay. wrestling match. She's going to come out. She's going to face the, uh, the mass jobber girl. And she, she comes out to her own music where she has wrapped this music. They have paid. They have paid for this girl to go into a studio and rap over beats that they've paid for this. And it sounds like shit. It sounds like it sounds like the local rappers at a dive bar up rapping over their lyrics. That it's it's terrible. And then they're so walking. You would have booked so you would have booked her at Munchies. Maybe. Maybe. On the right on the right situation, maybe. Maybe Richard knows what he's talking about when yeah, he says that's right. Dive bar with rappers rapping over a taste. Yes, I do. I know what I'm talking about, and I know what I've seen tonight. A resident expert, Brian Red. And I am sitting there thinking, man, this girl's on national TV doing this shit, and not on a dive bar stage in the middle of nowhere. And I it just it just really added to this whole whole thing of hit row just being a, a big low rent. Oh man, it's so low rent. It's but so you know what? low it's rent. It's what Bruce Pritchard and Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon think an urban team should be. And if you man. look at it, they're straight out of 2003. Like that looks like a rap group from t- 2003 that would have been hanging out with Trillville. Like would have been like the low card on a Trillville show. That's what uh, man. I was thinking about this today, and I've talked about this a lot with uh, the way that the WWE has always booked black people. Besides the New Day, has anyone ever not been that street profits crime time? Crime time. I mean, it's you it, got Bobby it Lashley. Is well, okay, Bobby, Bobby Lashley, Lashley, Ron Simmons above. Yeah, Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons. Um, although, yeah, Ron Simmons. He was a thug mm-hmm. at one point. I mean, him and, yeah, him and Farouk. Well, was, I was going to uh, say the, 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 the nation was a play off the nation of Islam. So it's like, it's these, it's just these old boomer white people version of what they think the black people are that they lock their door when they come near their car. So you're saying that it doesn't work? No, no, because not every goddamn black dude wants to be a fucking rapper. You know, there are black people in fucking law school, you know, but we never have none of those. Ah, now they had David. What's his name? They did. Have I was like Clarence. Oh, no, yeah. I was trying to do a bit and you try to get into an argument. Sorry. What I'm trying to say is 
Lou, I know it's you've been, been a while, gone for a while, Rich. It's been a while. It's, it's, Rich, let him do his bit, man. This is what he does. You can still count on Steve interrupting you. Yeah, Is this the my life now? This is your life. Well, sit the fuck back, Parker. Yes, sir. So what I'm trying to say is, sorry, the joke's not going to land now. Because I, you've already ruined it. But I'll go ahead and say it. So you're trying to say that old white men can't write for twenty? That's back to Bruce Pritchard. I said Bruce these specific Pritchard ones. Is can't. an old white man who thinks he can write for twenty-year-old black people. Green Mile like, is an excellent like, book and movie, and that's written by on. Stephen King. <laughs> you're still talking. To I'm still talking with young urban people, Barker. Learn how to argue. Here's the thing: give them creative freedom. Let them define what and who they are and what they're going to be on camera. I don't know. This all stems from. Trying to script all this crap. You know what? what I feel that? like I feel like AJ when has that ability. You come into the office tomorrow. You have a group name, and like Dusty used to tell Jim Cornette, you got three minutes, baby. It's on you. And you turn them loose. Get yourself over. You know, I kind of feel like AJ Top Dollar has that kind of power. Because this feels like his personality. It feels like his personality sucks. I didn't like it on the Hidden Treasure show. I don't like it on on NXT. And it this whole thing stinks of what I don't like about him. So I like AJ. I like the Hidden Treasure show. But while we're talking about old white men. Wait, wait real quick. I like the show. I like Hidden Treasures, the show. I just don't like a grown man getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars by the WWE to go around the country and show everybody he has no clue what a negotiation process even fucking is. That's that's my estimate his contract. <laughs> you think so, you don't think he's making a hundred grand? You said hundreds of thousands. Well, I'm saying he's making a hundred grand a year. No, I, I don't think I mean, he might make a hundred. No, I don't think he makes a hundred grand. Okay. I'll say that. Go ahead. Uh, I don't think he makes more than that because most of those guys start out at 500K. But since we're talking about old white guys, why do you have knights behind you? Yeah. What armor? is with the deal with the knights behind I you? Know, Are it's you killing me? No. I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm in my basement. I mean, I could be like you all and have belts and shit, but you know, Hey, best of luck to you. We all have our toys come. Like when the zombies <laughs> come, what are you going to do? Derek Jones, are you going to offer them like a nice 1985 macho man card? <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with a plastic steel chair. Yeah. Or are you going to get in some other fucking armor? Fucking suit and do work. That's where I'm going to do the Alex Wright. Just like Shaggy, you're going to get in one of those suits of armor and wait for the Walking Dead to go right on back. Can I offer you an '89 Widowmaker? <laughs> you bunch of fucking dorks. All right. So moving along on our uh, on our show here, of course. Um, are we passing up the Los Bariquas? Are we not Electra about Lopez, them? man. I don't know if she's never been on TV before, but she's yeah, impressive. I like a good Lopez. Spanish promise. Yeah, I like a good Spanish promo, man. And she, uh, what you did said, she say? You said a Spanish promise. Yes. That's what you said. <laughs> a Spanish promise. But again, Electra Lopez, like straight from Marvel Comics, you know, like Electra uh, Lopez, but she called her Much, uh, Mucha. Electrical is Greek. 
Oh man. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I bought into this finally. Oh, but I thought you I thought, loved like, a believable like character. promo, but you can't speak it, huh? <laughs> no, no, you, obviously You cannot, no, no Hablo. But I can't pronounce it. No Hablo. points at the food at the menu when he goes to a Mexican restaurant. He doesn't, he doesn't try to order. No, no Hablo El Promes. Uh, <laughs> no, no, hey, no, he's I the come, son of a bitch who like, acts like he can speak Spanish. At a, no, have a, uh, Derek is our resident genius. <laughs> who is this group? Uh, Legado del Fantasma? Yeah. Is that those guys? Yeah. Los All right. And and who's Electra Lopez? I don't know. I don't know if this was her first Selena night or not. Renta. I, I don't know who she is. I know nothing and about her. Wh- I've never really looked into her too much. I, she doesn't look familiar to me. She may be, but I'm just not aware. So what she exactly? She came out with that Carmen San Diego hat on. I was really <laughs> hoping. Maybe that that's that what I like so much about it. That might be Selena Delorenta, but alas. It was not. No, it was not. No, it, it, it looked like Rebby Sky for a second, but the the group you're talking about is as Jim Cornett would say, Pablo Escobar and the Lucha suits. If that helps you. <laughs> Pablo Escobar and the Lucha suits. My question is what's their issue with hit road. Do they have a rap album too? Are we going to see a rap battle out of this? It's going to be a dance off. You just, is this, yeah, is this a, da- is that's, this, that's my right, question. Where does this come from? Is this going to be a match? Is it going to be a dance off? Is it going to be a rap battle? Are, are, what are we doing? Are we playing is snaps that, like back in the, the day? Your mama story. jokes. <laughs> the, the I beef. want my God West Side Story. I'm going to live in right? America. <laughs> so, so the beef stands from the same place that it would with us from another show that might have six people recording such things as we do. We don't just because there's as many of you don't mean you do what we do. All right, guys, update. Frankie Monet wrestled for the second time on NXT to face Electra Lopez. This was back in June. So she's had a couple matches, apparently. Uh, Fans were not familiar with her opponent at that point, it says. So a rebranding. 2.0 is working for Electra Lopez so far. Good for her. Thank you, producer Adam. (laughs) Very nice. All right, so Damian Priest shows up here. They uh, they say they're looking for a priest for this uh, big main event that they've got going on tonight, and they need. And a wasn't priest. in the goddamn main event. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, Damian Priest shows up. He's not a part of our main event tonight, which is a wedding, but uh, but he is a priest, and he does show up and gets a a slight pop from the NXT arena. Um, then Carmelo Hayes shows up with some documents, and I'm gonna let Derek take it here. So Carmelo Hayes comes out. He's uh, talking about his situation where he just won the NXT breakout tournament. He essentially has a contract that will give him an opportunity to face any champion of his choosing. Um, very money in the bank esque. Only it was a you know bracketed tournament rather than a ladder match. Um, he has with him Trick Williams, who is also or formerly known as um, Matrick Belton. I couldn't find a whole lot about him. The only thing I know about the guys, he come from CZW. He did time at the CZW Academy. Um, I think I read somewhere that he was a former football player. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've seen a little bit about him on Twitter, and that's the only reason I'm aware of him coming from CZW Academy. So he's going to be the muscle uh, coming out. They're just essentially establishing themselves as as a group, as a unit, going to find a way to turn um, Carmelo a heel. Yes, sir, Adam. I like this. Uh, I was just going to say, I mean, I felt like this was strong. Carmelo Hayes was getting babyface reaction uh, against Odyssey Jones. And there was even, you know, 
dueling chance during that match, which is a tough situation. But in this promo, I thought this was expertly done because they had Trick help him basically denounce uh, his previous persona and become a heel and talk about how it's hard to be humble. Um, but speaking of Bruce Pritchard references, you know, he's the Neil Diamond fan of this one. It's like, hey, you should say it's hard to be humble. Yeah, another <laughs> another sprinkle of, uh, of of corniness from Pritchard. So, so uh, I kind of checked out here for a, a little bit. So, Derek, uh, tell me tell me where we're going from here. So after the, the Carmelo Hayes, and, and, and he's not going to have a hard time being a heel. When he was Christian Casanova, he was a great heel on the Indies. He's, he's going to fill this role way better than the people expect him to. Um, he just has a very good following. So, yes, he got the babyface pops when he was fighting in the, in the breakout tournament. So what belt what bel- do you see him challenging for? I see him going straight after the U.S. title. Or ta- the, the North American, North American title. Yeah. Okay. okay. Did anybody else notice, like, when he came out, he got like a baby face pop, right? It was like, hey, he's the winner of the of the thing. And then he cut a classic heel promo, but the audience didn't know him. And I thought it was because I've been in that situation before where the audience doesn't know whether to boo or cheer you. And then he tried to establish himself as a heel and the audience kind of like, yay. Like there was this odd like thing of like, I don't know. We don't know what we're supposed to do. Like it was just the whole like the audience was like, I don't know whether we cheer you or boo you. I don't know. They're trying to be I like thought, AEW. I got it. Like I, I did get an AEW vibe from that. 1983. I've seen it before where a guy was a baby face one week does something and has to come out and explain his actions or do something the next week. What do you do? If you're trying to get that reaction that rich quick is talking about, you talk about how stupid, ugly the audience is, how you hate where you are, how you're so much better than them. There are ways to immediately now, Maybe a lot of people don't know how to do it today, but there are ways to be a baby face one week and either do something or decide I'm going to be more aggressive. I'm going to turn myself into a heel. And all you people here in this stupid arena, you suck. You're ugly. Your mom sucks. Da, 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 da. Your mom sucks and your daddy swallows. All right, so so you're, so you're saying that this is an instance of just like these young guys just don't know about how it was done back in the day, and it was and what you just said. It's so easy. You just come out and you find out what the you know is that in Jacksonville. You just come out and be like Jaguars suck, or okay, uh, you just come out and say Disney sucks, right? It's so easy, and it's just these it's these young kids, man. It's these hey, kids Shadow are on my lawn. The pool and I'm sitting on the front row down here. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, it's a fat boy, or I'll come down there. Yeah, you just, you, just made that, lady. you just made that dude a heel in two sentences. And it's it's an example of just, you know, these are these are trainees, right? We're looking at trainees. I thought it worked. I thought it worked. I mean, he was cocky, but I mean, in these day, this day and age, it is hard. If you're going to be like a cocky rap group can be the baby faces, right? Just like we saw earlier. They're not uh, rap. It's different black guys, Adam. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying earlier we had a group of hip hop guys who were. The house of you know, K-Fabe has been since, gentrified, folks. That's since not you, what I'm, I'm saying. 
Tecate. I've had waitresses that can't say Tecate. Okay, so Listen, I know what it's like. <laughs> since um, you since you brought that up, since you brought the rap that's group up, totally the same so, thing. Okay. So what Rich said about the crowd not knowing what to do. I felt the same way during the uh, the hit row segment. During the exactly. hit row segment, they were you know they're they're trying to pop themselves off as baby faces, and they're they're playing their music and they're dancing to it. And it just when they panned around the arena, it was like ten percent was actually getting down to this, and the rest of them were just like, "What is going on?" Sort of like they when, had to bring out the lucha suits, yeah, in to, order to tell the audience that oh. Because honestly, the same thing happened to me. I was like, eh, "Is Hit Row like good guys?" Well, here's the thing: he, I don't he, know. They didn't communicate that well enough until like when the Lucha Suits came out. And I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a corny thing, but I don't, I can't pronounce the name of the actual fucking team. Losing, no, that's that. Los Briquas. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's it, they had to bring out the heels to show that oh no no these guys are the baby faces. Well, what Brian said is if they're trying to make him Suge Knight, Suge Knight is a real true heel. Yeah. How can you make a baby face out of like one of the all time great bad guys in like the all music? Yeah, industry? he's like he's like the real life version of Kingpin. I mean, it just, yeah. <laughs> it, it just makes zero sense. So after this, uh, this Carmelo Hayes situation, there was something else that happened. I was still checked out at this point. Derek Jones, fill me in. So as as uh, Carmelo and Trick are leaving, um, Duke Hudson Duke Hudson comes out, and that is actually who Carmelo beat in in one of his matches during the the tournament. And comes out, they have a few words, pushes him out of the way, goes straight to the ring, and this is where he truly establishes himself. Okay, he's a heel now. He he's a little you know torn back and forth. Trick gets him in the ring. They they jump him. They beat him down. It's almost like he was going to have a match and then he didn't, which I don't understand. They should have actually had a match after that. And then you could have built that story of Duke Hudson and Carmelo Hayes. Duke gets the baby face pop. Carmelo is your heel now. But they completely just squashed and erased that, and then they move on to a women's tag match. Or why not do the Duke Hudson beat down, then have the guy get on the mic and do the promo that I just did, insulting the fans, talking about, and set up a match for next week. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Any, anything down. to tie that together. Yeah, I wrote down the crowd was still behind them even after they put the sneakers to poor Duke Hudson. The sneakers. How I mean, how hard is it to bury Orlando? That place sucks. That's so easy. There, please. So then uh, you're moving on. You've got uh, a women's tag match. You've got Casey Cansensaro and Caden Carter. We can keep talking about Carmelo not being a heel and being a heel, and, and we're, we'll be here all night, so – we're going to move on because uh, I know Brian Esner is ready to move on because he's got something he wants to talk about after this women's tag match that was absolute garbage from the beginning and then continued to be garbage once it turned into a six-woman oh, tag match. Oh, stop with that. I garbage knew Adam time. was going to love this. This was a great match, dude. I knew this it. was a I great match. Adam, what, what was great about this match? Because I totally just checked out and was sleeping for a solid right, 10 on this right, one. All right, all right. So I like Casey Catanzaro and I like Caden Carter. Okay. They've been getting a nice push. 
they finally showed a little bit of aggression, which is hard, especially for like Casey, who is very small, very tiny. I don't have an easy time buying her punches, but she finally at least showed some aggression. They went into a rest hold. And so I think the exact purpose of this match was to show the rest hold. So Kyle O'Reilly could get attacked in the backstage area uh, by uh, Ridge Holland and Pete, Pete Dunn. Dunn. Yeah. So which, as soon as that was over, why did that happen? I guess we might have to work our way towards that. I'm trying to put this tag match over though for a moment. All right. And, go, and, go, uh, you try your but then, yeah, you without, can try and without, try and try hard. Somehow, out of nowhere, Saray runs out. It seemed totally random, although they referenced that, oh, these two are no strangers to each other. So Saraya runs out. They go to a commercial, and without just putting Teddy Long out there, it was the most predictable six-man tag match of all time <laughs> that they set up because Mandy Rose came out. And I thought they were going to reveal this, you know, brand new character, but it was just dark hair. And I have not been super consistent on my NXT, but I did watch when uh, the team of Gigi and... Uh, Is this the so, Paramore-looking chick? Yes, yeah. yes. So, so they, they <laughs> lost. They lost to Casey and Caden, and Mandy Rose approaches them backstage and says, so if you want to get out of this, then you need to come with me. And I got the impression like she was about to glam them up. Uh, but here it is. They turned that around and like apparently have like totally punk rocked Mandy Rose, who's apparently now a brunette uh, in punk rock now. So they, didn't punk <laughs> they put a they, she has like a, a thing around her neck. Like, a, yeah. So so here's what here's the problem that I have with all of this. Here's J.C. Jane, J.C. Jane, who can work? Jane. She can, and Priscilla Kelly or Gigi Dolan was the other. But, a friend of mine, by the way. So you have Mandy Rose, who is your star from the, the main roster, coming down to NXT to, to develop more, and they create a new character for her. And even at the commentary booth, they're trying to put her over. They always said, you know, brunettes are, are, are better than blondes, and you have Beth Phoenix completely destroy everything that they tried to set up in one sentence she said i have a hall of fame ring that would say otherwise wow done mandy yep. rose is yep. done Rough. everything they yeah. did was killed from that line i agree they beth brought mandy phoenix rose to raise those kids up and, yeah well yeah beth i had some problems with beth tonight too they forced that wedding thing on her like she was all upset and like that just seems like such a yeah, no 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 We'll yeah, get to that yeah we'll get there. We'll get there with uh, the wedding. Well, we'll why are you making Mandy Rose's gimmick about her hair? The color what? of her hair. What else? That goes to what we've been talking about about old boomer dudes where they think a race is a gimmick and they think hair color is a gimmick. That's why Eva what's what is Eva Marie's whole thing? Like paint the world red, her fucking hair's a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. It's fucking terrible. No, and, and when I mean, when Derek called Mandy Rose a star, I'd say hold on, let's let's not. Don't know if I'd call her a star. No, well, she is the going. main roster star. I mean, she is from the main roster, so she's a way higher caliber of popularity than anybody that she's in the ring. Nia with. Jax is on the fucking main roster. It doesn't matter. She, and if she came to NXT, she'd be a fucking star uh, because she's big. <laughs> I mean, she's a bigger star than everybody there. She's got more TV time. <laughs> right? Can I talk a little? You're bit about to make about- Steve New puke. He's going to joke. He's Hold up one second. I want to say one thing while we're in this hiatus of the Steve McPuke moment uh, is that G.G. G. Dolan. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> is that the Paramore girl? Yeah. 
Yeah, red hair. And Adam Harris, okay. be honest. The Hold reason on. why Adam Harris liked this match so much was the, the matching spirit Halloween costumes that those two girls came out to the ring. Adam, a, Adam likes wrestling with his heart, fellas. You got to remember that. Adam Harris is a heartfelt wrestling fan. Look. Uh-huh. Hey, <laughs> all right, Rich Quick. This Rich- is the only match on the whole show that got a this is awesome chant. That's all I'm going to say. Whatever you want to say mm. about the NXT Boom. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not, I'm still not convinced that those fans are not workers. Uh, Dude, honestly, so anyway, we're going to get to it. But they Rich seem Quick, to be like all in on the wedding. Rich they Quick could leave universe. Now think about this: Brian Reznor is a freaking genius. They could leave their jobs at Disney and Universal, go right across town, and go to work for the WWE. Right? I am. I, I, I'll, they got a bunch of aspiring actors there. Correct, Rich Quick. Well, they're not aspiring actors because they're getting paid to do it. So, therefore, <laughs> they're, they're, they're professional actors. <laughs> they're not aspiring. They've already done it. Uh, that, But since you gave me the floor, I'll go back and say uh, that, um, oh, hell, I forgot. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> I think Reznor may be on to something here where these could all be workers. Yeah, the, the so whole got, crowd. So, so he has like a live flesh version of well, the uh, of the Thunderdome. Well, you remember even worse than that. They're being paid for their reactions. They were told in advance well, what to do. Wait, but now during the pandemic, this was a real thing. They did have people in the crowd that were paid to be there. That's that's oh, a thing. Really? Yeah. So that's uh, th- it could easily just you just played over and, well, and that's another how thing they got around it you're right that's how show. they got around it and was to get to be able to have crowds right. you had to pay them so then now they're part of the production and also also that's how snl had crowds also lucha underground had a paid audience as well like the people that were in the in the in the audience at lucha underground were all actors as well so in this in this match what you were talking about with uh, go ahead rich oh i'm sorry i completely remember because i had to all I had to do was actually like look down. Okay, Gigi Dolan. Okay, this is with Rez. Uh, she looks. I like her. She looks like a bartender. A bartender. Honestly, but I I could stop there. But she looks like a bartender that you would have hired. Yeah. Uh, but probably I, I would agree <laughs> with that. Okay. So, so, so yeah. where, are you, where are you going with this, Rich? Come on. So on no, this no, no. show, there's a hey, bartender that Brian would have hired, and then there was a rap group that Brian would have hired. <laughs> yes. Shout <laughs> yeah. out to Munchies. A lot of people. All right. But Brian and I had a band like 20 years ago. Cynical. GG Dolan would have been one of our fans. We had a, and I don't know which one of the people in the band would have tried to hook up with her. I was going to say, I was going to say, are you saying that I would have slept with her? If she would, that's that's, (laughs) where we're going. I don't know. We were pretty good. We were pretty good. But let's go the back. Paramore chick. Let's let's go. Let's go back into the. That is out kicking his coverage. I've never heard shit. that before. So, so back. I'm right, there, right, Derek. Saying, yeah. Thought she was my friend. Mandy Rose got the pin with a knee to the face, which for me was hard to buy. After all the so many kicks to the face that we saw, it was like a kick to the face, a kick to the face. All of a sudden, a knee to the face just puts things away. But I will say, I thought this was my favorite match of the night, and it got a "This is awesome" chant. And to help with the transition, 
it went right into a, this is awful part of the show. So, so I am uh, I am thrilled that they put on a match just for you, Adam Harris, because no one else gives a flying <laughs> fuck about it. The, uh, the the thing that is important about this segment, though, the the the, the important thing is that Kyle O'Reilly is pulled out of this championship match so he is not a part of the championship match anymore and who's gonna take his place some guy we've never seen heard of or anything else uh von wagner and other unknown yes and von wagner uh apparently i didn't realize this because i was like who is this guy and what the fuck's wrong with his face and De- <laughs> Derek reminded me that this is actually wayne bloom's son if you don't know who wayne bloom is wayne bloom was Bo beverly uh, uh, yeah, it was Bo, right? Not Blake. Yeah. Blake was Bo. Mike Enos. Bo Beverly was Wayne Bloom. And uh, Bo Beverly had a son. And there's something wrong with his face, but he's a wrestler now. And his his name is Vaughn Wagner. And all of a sudden, he is thrown into the main event of the brand new show for the title. And I'm... I, I'm I'm kind of floored by it. I don't give... I, I mean, I, I, normally, I'm the guy who's like, he's a second-generation superstar. But with this particular situation, I'm not like that. I, I don't. I don't think that he just deserves to be put in this uh, this main event like this. I don't think he was ready for it. I mean, obviously, by watching him in the ring, he was definitely not ready for it. But I, what was the purpose? And I'll start with you, Derek Jones, because you you seem to have a, a more of a grasp on NXT than anybody else. What would be the purpose of putting this uh, this guy in his face in this match? Uh, heads and tails. They, they flipped the coin back before the show started to figure out if uh, Braun or, or or this cat was going to be in the main event, and he, he won. That's about it. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, is it the same coin? I was going to say, is it the same coin Parker he used to Boudreau? name that guy? No. Parker Boudreau, when he comes out, he's going to look like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Light. Yeah, like Brock they're, Lesnar. They're, they're changing his Boudreau. name again, too. Yeah. They're, uh, they're going to name him Doug Dickel. That's his new name. Doug, no, like, Doug uh, Dickel. Gunner. These yeah, names do there. have like a feel it's, that they just have like a, a box with like names in it. And then you, you pick two. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no. His name's not Doug Dickel. That's the other guy. He's going to be uh, power Powerson. That's his name. <laughs> power Powerson is going to be his new name. It's going to be great. Slammy McSlammerson. Slammy McSlammerson's not debuting until WrestleMania. <laughs> Sammy Cement. Yeah. He's got a championship match against Jobby Jobberson, and it's going to be uh, an epic contest. It makes I, no sense. Like, why would you, like, Kyle O'Reilly is someone that they have been building up and is someone who is a sweetheart of the of the indie-type fan. Why would you do, and that backstage, that's that Monday Night Raw bullshit. I'm There's really no reason for it. I'm really hoping that they did it so he can show up on AEW on Wednesday. That's that's what I'm I'm really. Hoping. I saw a lot of future AEW uh, wrestlers tonight. <laughs> that's for damn sure. I, I saw a couple of future contenders for the twenty four seven title. Yeah. So we come out of this, and Rich Ridge Holland, who's the guy who uh, who helped Pete Dunn take out Kyle O'Reilly, is now in a match with Drake Maverick, and Drake Maverick has. A manager with him. What was the manager's name? I didn't catch it because there was no point in him being there. Um, what it was like Grayson something. I didn't get it. So I'm still not sure what uh, what Drake's manager was even for, and, and why he needed a manager, or what his gimmick even is. I didn't even know he was back in NXT. I, I I'm lost on Drake Maverick. Why does just on Raw 
last night. Well, I know Why he was on Raw, but I'm lost on why he was here job? tonight. Why does he have a job? Is this so they can have their own Marco stunt? It well, makes no sense. He, he has a job because he lost his job and he he like literally cried online until he got it back. Which right. I, I mean, that's that's why he has a job. But I mean, he is a talented individual. I'm not going to say he's not talented. Rich, quick. He's very talented. He was the perfect person to go against Ridge Holland. All right, because he's a lovable baby face who always gets beat that's his role he knows his role in life they pay him <laughs> i'm assume very well for his role in life some people don't get to be the champ some people get to be tossed around and put other people over and who better to go against ridge holland this great huge English beast that is a star, a bona fide star. He did was one of the few people that Who, felt different tonight. Legs, like, hmm? He's the first. He was one of the few people tonight that came out and like had uh, an air about them. I do feel about that. Presence. Yeah. Well, something I noticed about he him had a presence. Something I noticed. He's a star. Something I noticed about him is it feels like someone gave him a lot of tapes of the Brooklyn Brawler for mannerisms. He had Brooklyn Brawlin, Brawler mannerisms all the entire time he was out there. I mean, that's not it. That's not a. I mean, I wasn't necessarily trying to, to crack a Brooklyn joke. Brawler hat. He had the Brooklyn Brawler hat. He had the mannerisms too, like the the shoulder thing and all that stuff. The way he was carrying himself, it was like someone was like, "Yo, watch Brooklyn Brawler. That's what we want you to do. Except for you're going to win. I don't know. And be British. And I bet it was Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, once again, Bruce Pritchard sprinkling his bullshit all over, um, all over NXT. Does anyone know why? Why did they do this? It seemed like, and I know, I know, we're going through the progress of the show, but like getting back to the whole thing, and and I also think that the rebrand looks like a fucking '80s trapper keeper. It looks gaudy. It doesn't look good. When you said that, I I agree. It's a bad thing, Marker. I mean, well, you know, Stephen you know, P. New still Stephen here. P. New still carries a trapper keeper into court every fucking that's, day. That's so Don't great. you say it's got that? Like a unicorn right. on it. It's got yes. a unicorn on it, and the but unicorns like, in space. This? Yeah. <laughs> so why did this happen? Triple H and Shawn Michaels seem to have been doing a, a fantastic job. One of the few things that like AEW nerds will fucking agree on is they like NXT, and there's no more bigger wrestling fan than AEW fans. It seemed like NXT was good, like. It wasn't broke. Why did they break it? Why did this happen? Well, it was broke. Now, let's Why? not. Let's not. I mean, yeah. Okay. Just like earlier, you know, you said something ridiculous about Triple H and I, I corrected you. Well, this time you said something <laughs> good about Triple H and I've got to correct you. Triple H has done a good job developing talent. But as far as a show for the last year and a half, NXT has not been what it was when I fell in love with it. When I was all about NXT, it's been far from that for a while. So it has been broken and it did need fixed, but this is not a fix. And I can go in to another example of how this is not a fix um, in this next match, because we've got two randoms that are going to take on the Creed brothers, Brutus and Julius, the Steiner brothers, the Creed brothers. 
It's oh, uh, yeah, the Creed brothers, and they're they're the Brutus and Julius, and they're the I don't even know if Julius is the right name. I, what is that faction? Like they're getting they're getting out of hand with factions. Too. Well, the, Diamond Mine, the Diamond Mine, I get it. Diamond Mine, Diamond Mine is kind of a cool. It's kind of a cool concept because you're talking about uh, you know you're pressing diamonds out of these people. These people are coming in. They're working with Roddy Strong, and they're becoming awesome performers and these guys were not bad i'm not going to say they were bad wrestlers they were just another victim of shitty name choices what are we going to call these guys i don't know call them the nickelback brothers no let's go with creed uh it was it's like what's the mistake brothers can we find a worse band than nickelback yeah call them the creed brothers so um that's where we're at is some stupid ass names yeah we're we're all if i may i'll just jump in here and maybe praise some of the in-ring work uh which you guys uh, haven't been into so far but i mean these guys used uh their momentum as moves it was everything was athletically uh viable for me they used every part of the ring you know like they threw the guys off the ropes in ways they used their own momentum to do these power moves i mean i know we said it's about the steiner brothers but man it really gave me some of that that feeling of just seeing like a purely athletic dominant team uh and they never even said the names of the opponents right Which no they never did. asked about job matches like here it is man that's well, that- i do like a job match that is a a great point that you made there is that we were not really concerned about the in-ring. And and one thing I'd like to say to that is, yes, the in-ring here was good. The in-ring has been good in a couple of things that I've been uh, upset about. But the problem is, is when you wrap that good in-ring work in a big bow and put a big bow of bullshit on it and just wrap it in all of this shit like stupid names stupid ideas stupid gimmicks the whole thing it's hard to appreciate anything when it's all packaged such in such a, a shitty way but in, Derek, in, these guys shoot wrestlers are Derek, are they are, shoot wrestlers yes these guys are shoot wrestlers that is jacob you and drew tell. casper and they are monsters so on they're shoot brothers Derek. Jacob and Drew Casper, Casper with a K. They should have kept those names. Should have. Because these guys had a, and they had a legit following as collegiate wrestlers. I like can they see that. Were they were awesome in the ring. I mean, the whole. Keep their real names for Pete's sake. And if yeah. you want to continue to build factions in NXT. Jake and Drew Casper. Right. Are you kidding me? Those and, are great wrestling names. And but you know what? You can't own those, Vince. Right. You piece they, of crap. They you can't own out. Jake and Drew Gasper. And they should have come out to the ring with Rex Steiner. And that should have been your shooters club as a faction. Mm. Nice. Very nice. Because he, nice. he did an angle. He did an angle slam. They may yeah. get there. They so may get there. At the end of this match, of course, we see the Creed brothers destroy these two jobbers. And uh, Ivy Nile is introduced and she looks incredible you are you are passing over the vignette the incredibly terrible vignette of tony d'angelo oh god that's right (laughs) i'm from chicago Chicago. hey i'm from chicago (laughs) and i went to school in brooklyn it was very razor remote nobody from fucking chicago talks like this hey (laughs) i I hated that gimmick and i i felt sorry for him 
When I saw that, I went, oh, God, I'm so sorry for you. That was bad. Angelo, Derek? I don't. I must have missed it. I don't know. He said he was a collegiate wrestler. There was a vignette. There was a vignette of this dude who came out. He was like wearing, like, you know, like a gold chain and stuff. He's like, oh. He was doing the Sopranos. He was right. doing the Sopranos the thing there. He's a gangster. I his think his name was in waste management. Yeah, my my family's yeah. in waste management. Totally yeah, the business. You know, it's like I was like, I fucking hate you all. Bring back the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So R.I.P. Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, that was terrible. That was awful. That was awful. But back to the introduction of Ivy Nile. This, the, I mean, I don't know what she looks like in the ring, but she looks incredible and looks like it's going to be pretty awesome. She hasn't seen a carb since 2005. Which I, I, I believe line. that. That was, that was a good line. Was the best line. <laughs> what yes. I didn't, it, what I didn't like about this was the uh, the was, when does uh, when Kashida comes out and he is going to uh, he's challenging the challenger like the champion is coming out to challenge right. the challenger was that so was dumb. shitty and then all of a sudden the manager of the diamond mine is now a matchmaker you got people doing jobs that are not their jobs this guy it's not it's not Kashida's job to challenge challengers it's not the manager's job to make matches and the whole thing just kind of got muddied up again has anyone in this company ever watched a freaking wrestling match before have the know, guys yeah. in the in the ring call Kashida out I'm I'm the best new guy on the block at Kushida. If you're in the back, you get your butt out here, and I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to take that junior heavyweight championship off of you if it's the last thing that I do. Well, I, I, I would really Kushida like to see Roddy say that. Look, I don't back down from any challenge because I'm the champion, and you've got your match. I want to see Roderick Strong really try to convince an audience that he's the new kid on the block. <laughs> that's that, that's what I want to see. <laughs> he's not well, that well, much younger than thing. I am. Yes. Uh, well, well, here's the thing. Like I wrote down when Kashida came out and Roderick Strong, they did the thing. I went, the crowd goes mild. Yep. The crowd was Nobody pretty mild cared. all this night. Dude, Roderick you know what? Strong, as great as he is, has run his course. He cannot go any further in NXT. You're absolutely right. He needs to go to Ring of Honor. Come on back, man. Ring of Honor needs you. Ring of Honor needs him. I don't know. I want to see Roddy stay with the WWE. I'd like to see him go to the main roster. I'd like to see him compete on SmackDown. He'll be a job guy, man. He'll go to the main event. I don't care. I don't care. I just want him to go. We'll have him fucking cleaning the toilet. I just want him to go. Nobody do this though. Seriously. Yeah. It it really all of these all of these complaints that we have are all on creative. It's not the talent there, right? Regal couldn't step out and make that match. Right. You were all Barker tonight. Everybody here except for Adam Harris is complaining about everything. This it's, is, I'm feeding on the energy. But it's it's it. all it's all creative. It, it has nothing to do with this talent. This talent, uh, I mean, except the talent, for, the talent in the ring is really good, as Adam's pointed out. Except for AJ, it's just like the Casper brothers, the fan, they're fantastic in ring. Right, but they're, they're packaged up in a big pile of shit. It's uh, it, it's a problem. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard. 
If you guys like Bruce Pritchard, shame on you because he sucks. He sucked his brother love. He'll suck the day he takes his last breath. Ah, man, I got to say, I liked brother love. I'm a brother love, Mark. I liked brother love as well. From day one, he'll suck on his last. (laughs) Well, he's definitely sucking right now at writing creative shit because it's not creative. And I I feel like he's just... um, He's He's just throwing shit at the wall. 2021, because he sucks ass. He will kiss the ass off of Vince McMahon. He's the numero uno Vince McMahon kiss my ass club. Always has been, always will be. Uh, There's a you could say that that he's maybe the best worker in the fucking company because he worked his way right back into a job. He'll tell Vince what he wants to hear and not the truth. That dude was out on his ass and was a pariah and took a podcast and then was able to become second in command of wrestling. I will say that I believe that the reason why he got his job back is because Vince McMahon finally started paying attention to that podcast and said, oh my God, Bruce Pritchard is talking about me unfiltered. I've got to give him a job to bring him back into the fold so that he stops doing that shit. And that's exactly (laughs) what he did. And that's why something to wrestle is not as good as it used to be. It's, uh, you know, We've got a, a different filtered uh, Bruce Pritchard. And so anyway, going into this main event, we could talk about that all day and, and how pissed off we are at creative. But let's talk about the main event. We're into the main event. It's L.A. Knight, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, you got Pete Dunn, and then you've got Vaughn Wagner and his face um, are in this match. <laughs> And they they're 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 going to uh, to, to have. I've never seen a forehead upset another human being the way that one has you. Man, it just and Brian it, really it was, hates that guy's face. Man, it was like a, it was like a car wreck. I couldn't stop looking at it. I was like, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, okay, with all these stupid creative ideas that you guys have, you see this guy and you don't write Frankenstein. What the fuck? It, that doesn't make any sense. You know, if you're going to make he all looks these like Van Hammer and Edge had a baby. Oh, my don't God. do that to Edge. Don't do that to Edge. I was Look, thinking I more Van Hammer I, vibes. I was thinking more but. like Van Hammer and that kid from the Mask movie, not the one with Jim oh, Carrey, God but the one with Cher. With Cher. They yes. had a baby. God damn, man, that's stiff. Oh, <laughs> I'm just telling you what I remember I, renting that on VHS. Oh, I just, wow. yeah, I was wow. just Eric Roberts. It would be no Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. That's it. Girlfriend at some point, and you don't like him. Oh, I just that's the type of heat that I'm getting. I just, uh, I, I don't know. I just felt like if I just felt like if Brothers he wa- took, you all think I'm brutal in our group chats. You all say that I'm brutal sometimes. Resner I've just- never in 49 and three quarters of years of living called him one mask. That's rough. Okay, <laughs> so I, I'm sorry. I just felt like if he won the title, that Cher was going to come out and celebrate with him. I, I didn't. Oh my god! That's ratings, brother. All right, so that's ratings. So anyway, okay, this match. All my notes away. So now. back. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to say anything back good to about the this, match. Obviously. Oh man! Well, I want to say something good. I want to say that Eli Drake is a fucking star. Yes, he might be the best talker on the whole program on both or all three programs. Uh, he might he be the best weird, wrestler too. Man, a dude, he, and he's what? 38 ish, nine ish. He's older, right? He's up there. Oh, I'm think he's, I know. And I'm saying, no, I, dude, I'm older than everybody here except for fucking whoever. Uh, see how I did there. Uh, 
he's the best talker. He's this crazy combination of The Rock and Stone Cold, and he does it well. He stole both of their mannerisms, and he does it beautifully. When he was on NWA, man, I was in love. I thought this was like the, this was one of the best things, except for you know Nick Aldis was on there. I like this is one of the greatest guys because I, I wasn't really aware of him before NWA, and I was like, this guy's a fucking star. He comes out and talks shit like a real dude that's punched a motherfucker in the mouth. And he looks like a dude that will punch you in the mouth. Why is Eli Drake not fucking wrestling Roman Reigns right now? I, I don't know, but I, I got introduced to uh, to Eli Drake in Impact. And I literally, from the first time I seen him, I was like, this guy is is the next big thing. Aww. In my opinion, he is still a bigger talent than MJF. Uh, and MJF is considered the next big heel in the world. But uh, he's also got about 15 years on him. He mm-hmm. he may have 15 years on him, but either way, I think that uh, I think that Eli Drake, I just hate the name they gave it. It's like they shot him in the foot right out the gate. They're like, oh, you're going to be a star. Bang, shoot you right in the foot and give you the worst name ever. Let's send you to the ring fucking named after a shoe and, and hope it works out. And that's what we're... Adam, what did you think of this? You've been keeping us on task with in-ring ability tonight. God this was a you. great. This was a great worked match, except for mask. Uh, I thought so too. I thought so too, man. I mean, I thought I wrote down at nine thirty-five when the bell rang. I thought Wagner is here to take the pin. I thought that was the whole yeah. thing. Like, even though it's his first match, like nobody else here should take a pin when it's his first match. You can put him over, give him a strong performance, and if he loses this match, it might be a star maker position, right? Like he might be able to take this and come out on top, even though he takes the loss. Uh, but that's not what they did. They pinned L.A. Knight for a second time, uh, which didn't make a lot of sense to me because we're talking about how great he is, uh, how over he is. Uh, uh, that just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. The top rope superplex by him was fantastic. Fantastic. And it was, uh, and, Textbook. And I, I do want to say that one thing I thought was well done, and you guys might be able to correct me. Usually on an episode of NXT, you see a dive, like in the first match, there'll be one a couple times for a commercial break, and then in the main event, there might be a couple dives. In this match, they in this whole episode, I don't think we saw a dive until Tommaso Ciampa did it, and then he raised up and like looked at the title, and at that moment, I thought, ooh, this is going to be good, because earlier he said it's been 900 days since I held the title, and that was such a nice setup. And, and I think it's... I think it's a smart move to to put the belt on Champa. Well, he's he needed it, right? I mean, he he only vacated it because he was on his like seventeenth injury, right? And he might lose it, you know, two weeks from now. You know, who knows? But they had the thing at the end, which we'll get to. I'm sure. And a question that Derek will have the answer to is Fat Joe or Fat Joe? <laughs> is Samoa Joe shoot Stop her? Is Samoa no Fat Joe? Because you were talking about that fucking fight with Jaw Roll. Uh, is Samoa it's gotta be Joe? A work. It's gotta be that's a work. a work, right? He's not hurt. I don't know. I've heard a lot of contradictory things on that. I don't think they would have played it like they did if he was working. I feel like I don't think they would have had him come out and, and cut a, a video and put it on Twitter and everything else of him saying he's going to drop the title. I think it would have been he's just going to fade off into the distance for a little while, come back. I don't know if you've ever heard this term before, young champion, but it's in term. I'm the real champion, something like that. But I, I think he shoot. So you're, yeah, so your best guess is it's a shoot, it's another well, unfortunate another, shoot. And man, isn't it just? Uh, let's just give him some love, man. Samoa Joe will just go down as someone who just missed it. 
He's so good. That Kurt Angle match in fucking Impact could be a top ten match of all time. And he just and he he's, finally got to the dance, and he just kept getting hurt. Man, that's a fucking bummer. To be honest with you, he's got like ten matches in Impact that could be one of the greatest matches of all time. Like he he's really a part of some some really amazing stuff. And one and thing Ring of Honor too, like yeah, for sure, five at least. In and, Ring of Honor. Yeah. One thing to add to what you were saying, Derek, about this being a, a, a shoot injury is I really believe that because of the way that things played out here tonight they obviously did not want to take the belt off Samoa Joe and they obviously had no idea what they were going to do it was obviously a scramble situation so if you look at it there's no way they would have put themselves in a scramble if Joe wasn't you know if he wasn't hurt so that that's my thought on it at least uh, I I know that when I was looking at this the, match I'm sorry Brian when did they announce the four-way um, they announced the four way at the beginning. Well, actually, they announced it before NXT actually went on the air. They knew it was going to be the that was going to be the theme of the new episode. Which, but they only know, started I, talking about that I like it yesterday. Was like a tweet or a WWE.com release at like six thirty or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like right after take that, after uh, that uh, Samoa Joe was releasing the title or that it was going to be a four way. Uh, the the four way match for new NXT champion. Yeah, I think that happened today in the announcement that Joe was dropping the title was yesterday so um i think they organized it to make it look scrambled maybe like, they did oh, maybe it promises it, a new to me beginning. if if you're right and there is a, uh, a there, there there's not really an injury with samoa joe then i don't understand why they would take it off i guess except for to have that new beginning thing but is it really a new beginning when you put the belt on okay. tomasa champa it's um, another veteran right? it, it yeah, would have right. been a new beginning if you would put it on uh, la night but I, I, when I look at this match, I see two options. If I'm if I'm calling the shot here, I'm either going to pick L.A. Knight or I'm going to pick Tomasa Champa because the Goldie relationship, the uh, the, the the relationship between Tomasa Champa and the championship, is a gimmick all in itself and a draw all in itself. Mm-hmm. And Tommaso Champion, Tommaso Champa as the champion, is uh, there. You can't go wrong with that. So I feel like they did make a good decision, even though they pinned L.A. Knight twice for no fucking reason. Is he on his way out, maybe? Is he getting called up? Who I hope he's he going to AEW. This week? Yeah, he may be. I have this Who he piss off? He might be going up. He might be, he might be going up. He might just, you know, did the job on the way out, hopefully. We may see oh. him. They're getting ready to have the draft. I know what so, they're doing. They, they, you know, you, you just said, uh, you know, they might be calling him up. I bet you anything they're trying to find a, a dumber name for him <laughs> for the main roster. They're going to they're they're going to call him Chuck Taylor all stars this time. No, the only or, reason they or maybe still three syllables. Yeah. They're, they're going to call him Fila is the same as Eli Drake. It'll be something like that if they change it again. You know, that's it'll, the be, only reason uh, it'll be do da dumb. Do dumb is coming to the Dude, ring. His yeah. name is going to be Adidas Turtle Shell. It's going to yes. be his There you name. go. Adidas <laughs> Turtle Shell. Three syllables, guys. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Adidas well, man, Turtle Shell. This was Shell a great three. match. I fu- man, uh, he did a great job. I love Pete Dunn. He's one of the few very, very small guys that I believe he is man. able to, you know, with all of that uh, finger manipulation stuff, I believe this guy, and he is very, very small. And again, getting back to putting over old fucking fake sledgehammer guy, he made sure that he got Pete Dunn, and Derek told us about this, he made sure that, Der- or that Pete Dunn got a contract before Doofus 
and dumbass came in and took over NXT. And that's to his credit, man. And you would never think because he's, you know, he's part of the clique and we like body guys except for fucking Xbox. We only like Xbox because we like watching him be stupid when he's drunk. Shawn Michaels is not a body guy. What? Man, Shawn Michaels is always in great shape. But he's, not a, but he's not a body yes. guy. Well, I mean, he's fucking shredded. You know what I mean? He's shredded. Okay. You know, Xbox was never. He was always shredded, man. You know, Xbox. Have you seen Xbox recently? With the big gray beard? He is ripped to pieces. I seen a picture of him the other day, and he looks better. I saw. I saw a picture. <laughs> I saw a picture of him the other day. <laughs> And he looked incredible. Hey, Absolutely man, it's incredible. easy to look incredible when you ain't got that wellness program over I bet he's been talking, guy. I yeah, bet I he's been right. talking to Tony Khan. Get them Mexican steroids or Mexican vitamins there. That's good shit. But uh, anyway, get back to match, you know, trying to get, try to do Adam's job here. This uh, is a fucking great match, man. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, it had to be him or Ellie Knight. I think that, Eli, fuck that, Eli Drake is probably going to go up to the main roster. I think they jobbed him out twice. They give him the big old rub on this young kid who's got to be a star. Uh, like somebody said it, Rick's, uh, Rex Steiner whatever fucking Braun broke Braun Bronum Bronumer. He made Vince come tonight. That's his kind of guy. That's a Brock so. Lesnar type. You know what I mean? That's a Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar type. Derek, you know? What so, did you think of the main event going into this, uh, Rex Steiner handshake with Tomasa Ciampa? So the, the finish was wrong. I, I love Tomasa Ciampa, but he, Brian said it. The relationship between Tommaso Ciampa and Goldie is a gimmick within itself that draws people in, but it's only a gimmick if there's a chase. Right. If he has Goldie, then it's just like, oh, okay. And tell he, me, he won. Tell me, LA Knight and Tommaso Ciampa would not have been the best match to ignite for going forward. You know, having LA Knight winning that belt and having Tommaso Ciampa chasing him would have been awesome. But you're saying no. What's the what's the finish of that? An, an LA Knight roll up of Ciampa. I would so, one, I, two, three. I, I would say you would have Ciampa yeah. and Pete Dunn get into it on the outside of the ring, and and Eli Drake get the uh, the pin on uh, on the, uh, on the horse face guy, or somebody else puts the finisher on Wagner, and LA Knight sneaks in, throws him out, gets the win. You know, like Ooh, I love he's that been finish. pinned. You know, like uh, those are all good options. But you're saying um, something else should happen, Derek Jones. What are you saying should have happened? So, so here's here's the match. Here's the end of the match. So, yes, L.A. Knight and Tommaso Ciampa is the match we want to see later on. So, they should have been on the interaction on the outside of the ring, and Pete Dunn should have been the smart individual to get the roll up on the rookie in the ring to become the champion to move on. L.A. Knight and Tommaso have their match before L.A. Knight goes up. Because hey, I could have won that had it not been for you. I could have won it had it not been for you move on you know and yeah, but then you got so but then you got a world champion pete dunn who can barely cut a promo yeah he can't talk that's for damn sure he can't well, talk at here's all. the thing i think to Derek's point if la Knight's going up why are you going to put the belt on him why yeah, is i think it? that's why he jobbed i think he's on his way i think they got it they need some blood they need some new blood up there so might be might be pete dunn's it's not he's he's held titles before but he's never held he, the he, title he before. was uk champion yeah, which is different. He was, but he North, was UK champion, North American champion, North American champion. 
Sure, and, and there's fine. nothing wrong with that. And he's over, man. Pete Dunn is he, one of the more no cats in NXT. No shortage of mouthpieces. I mean, that seems to be their thing. You know, uh, they can find somebody to put him with if they had to. But to me, he's just a believable babyface all by himself. Can I throw out a question here? I would love to hear Derek's answer first. But I, you know, to the group. Is there any situation where it makes sense to go with O'Reilly here? Because when the opening promos were coming, and I'll say one other thing, first face we saw after the intro was Ciampa. Okay, so that was one little hint uh, that he might be going over. But the only really clear baby face to me in this match was O'Reilly. And so like, right. that to me is an immediate possibility, right? Not so to mention, Jones. wait, not to mention just to, before Derek Jones answers this, not to mention Kyle O'Reilly just got a victory over yes. like the second greatest yeah. NXT champion of all time. Yep. First yep. being Bo Dallas. Is there of any situation where we go with O'Reilly? So there, there probably is, but, and they haven't talked about it a whole lot. And I almost feel like they're keeping it under wraps a little bit, but I think O'Reilly's hurt. Very possible. Oh, no, okay. Shit, I wouldn't yeah. have pulled him out of that match if he wasn't. So, I, I mean, but, you know, who knows about that? That's good, yeah. I, I think he's he been working be... hurt for a little while, but I think this was one of those situations they didn't need him and they can ice him for a little bit and let him heal. And they, uh, they might actually be repackaging him as uh, Fanny McClanahan, too. <laughs> uh, so, you never know. You never know what's going to happen there. McClanahan. Johnny Zubaz. <laughs> oh, there's got to be an indie wrestler named Johnny Zubaz. Holy shit. What's Matt Mullen's grandma's name? Parthini Brown. Parthini Brown. There's the name. Parthini Brown would be a way better name for Eli Drake. or Parthini Brown would be a good name for Brooks and Dunn earlier. That would yeah, be a good yeah. redneck name for whoever Brooks and Dunn was earlier. It'd be Parthini and Brown. That'd yeah, be Brown. That so sounds like a way better tag tobacco, team. That sounds on the way in. Sounds way better than a, the tag team, the Creed Brothers. So fucking give them a pill bottle. That's fucking you're do it. Do it right. So, so we never got to answer the question. Eric, Kyle O'Reilly. Did we talk about it? Yeah, he just said that he he was the one. I think, yeah, smart I think about it. I think he's working hurt. Like I said, I but I think Kyle O'Reilly is a great choice for that um, for that position. I have a here's a, a here's a Adam. You're muted. Sorry. Can there you hear me out? Hold on. Yes. Cut that, Steve. Go ahead. Jesus Christ. Uh, I was just going to say, I'm that would working be with a, amateurs. <laughs> would that be like two Ring of Honor for a. Hold for on. A stop. Forward? Wait, wait for my cut. Hold on. Shh, everybody. So, like going with Kyle O'Reilly, would that be two Ring of Honor for a 2.0 type approach? Like, if they're going to go a new place, maybe going with Kyle O'Reilly is not the place to go. But, you know, it seemed like a possibility to me because he was the only true baby face going into the match. If that's the case, they wouldn't have went with Tommaso Ciampa. They right. wouldn't have gave the belt to Adam Cole for so long, Samoa Joe. Uh, Seth Rollins was world champion in NXT or, you know, a heavyweight title holder in NXT. NXT is the place that. ROH goes to win belts. <laughs> and he's like the last man standing, kind of, sort of like... Um, oh, Roddy, uh, Roddy Strong Roddy, is there. Roddy Roddy's Strong. Because exactly. Bobby Fish is gone too, right? Yeah, yep. Bobby's out. Yep. Ah, man. Well, okay, here's a, here's a question I posit to everybody. Who did we watch tonight that we feel will be pushed once they go to the main roster? I don't we even want Pete Dunn. I don't we even want I don't even want to say this guy's name again because it's so fucking terrible, but Braun Breaker. Yeah. And LA Knight. Oh, LA Knight, of course. And Braun everyone, Breaker will be and, a long time though, right? Like, I mean Yeah. I Rich, think so. Rich Quick. Uh, 
Yeah, it doesn't matter who gets called to the main roster. They're, they're going to screw them up. Like, so, yeah, L.A. Knight should have won the belt tonight. Hopefully we're going to see him on SmackDown. I hope he gets drafted to SmackDown. Uh, no, I, I hope he does not. I what? hope he does not. Because, uh, look, he got, yes, he got beat twice. He'll probably get moved up. But what does that mean when he gets moved up? He just got beat twice. I like, would, he's going to lose. He's going to be a jobber, a mid-card guy. L.A. Knight. No, no. Eli Drake deserves better than anything than NXT, WWE can offer him. I feel sorry for Eli Drake. LA Knight is going to get a good paycheck. But But how how, going to be anybody. How good would it feel to see LA Knight come out on, and I'm not even a fan. Like Brian has trying to push Eli Drake on me for a long time, and, I, and I'm not. I'm not really a fan. I'm not. I, like I don't hate him. I just don't like him. But how good would it feel? And here's here's to show the the respect that I have for the man and his abilities and his previous work. How good would it feel to see him on SmackDown, face to face with Roman Reigns? Roman cut a promo of something stupid, and you just hear him go, "Yeah, dummy." Yes. Yes. And just be done Uh, and walk away. Yeah. That's, that's what I want. I want the dummy stuff back. I want, I want my Eli Drake from impact back. That's what I I want. I want Eli Drake to walk out my, like to walk out on raw or SmackDown or wherever and just stop, look around. Let me talk to you. And then everybody erupt. And when that audience erupts, everybody, Bruce and Vince and John Laurinaitis and everybody in the back will go, huh? Well, because, I mean, the thing is, he is a WWE body. You know what I mean? He looks like somebody that the WWE would fucking love. That is uh, impeccably in shape character. You know what I mean? He's a big cat. I don't know if he's like six, five, but he ain't fucking five, 10. He's a That's a WWE star. He looks like one. He's just a little long in the tooth, but he doesn't come off old. You know, he doesn't play old. If it was me, I'd give him a Chris Jericho comes out with the rock fucking right. Day one comes out Mm. and starts talking shit to Roman Reigns. I think I I would have him. Cause he can fucking he can spar with Paul Heyman. If there's one promo guy that can spar with Paul Heyman, who is the best promo in all of wrestling, it's fucking Eli Drake. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I feel like that you guys' plan for Eli Drake in this would be would be a terrible move as well. Because I don't want to see Eli Drake as a face ever in any situation. I feel like nah. Eli Drake should be a heel all the time, and that's where he's going to to excel the most. If I was going to put him out there to get him over, I think I'd put him out there with Edge. I hear you. That's it. That would be good. Smart. Smart. Well, fellas, I think we've exhausted this one. Don't and I, uh, you know, I was behind, so I watched. We haven't got to the main event yet. Well, that's what I want to say. Like, aren't we ready for a little fucking romance? We're not ready for war. You guys have been wanting some TNA, so here we go. So yeah, I I really, I really wanted to. I really wanted to start Ignore the podcast. Yeah. Thing. I really yes. wanted to start the podcast before that, that main event even happened. So one thing I will say ass. positive about the main event is Dexter Loomis is hilarious. His, his <laughs> mannerisms, to be though, right? his mannerisms. No, he is supposed to be hilarious. It's yeah. all meant to be funny. 
And yeah. well, and, and, and they accomplished that. Well, everything about it is not funny. I don't like any of the the what is uh what is Jim Cornette called Johnny Same Face. But, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not into any of it. I'm not into the, the storyline. I'm not into this wedding. I'm not into anything, but I am into the facial expressions of Dexter Loomis and the way he acts. <laughs> it's hilarious. But other than that, I got nothing good to say about this. So WWE developed a star tonight with Dexter Loomis. They, this is the longest build that they've had. In how long? How, what what other storylines have they had that is ran for eight months? And it's true. It's it, this started at the beginning of the year. This has been going on for eight months. The man hasn't said a word, and then he says, "I do," and the crowd goes wild. Not mild, <laughs> wild. They made a star out popped. of two words. It was the first time that the the crowd had really popped at anything that night. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they did not boo the wedding to that point, right? Like I felt like a real like if this was in Philly, the oh, wedding is God. not going over, right? Like, and that's what made me think. Like we were talking earlier about the fans. Like, were they paid or they seemed bought into this? And I will admit, this went a lot better. Uh, than I thought it was going to. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more. There were some funny lines. My question is, how did Johnny Gargano become the one who gets the creative freedom? Because I feel like he's doing whatever he wants. It's as goofy as hell. How is that the guy who gets the creative freedom? Like him what and, people were saying earlier. Him and Top Dollar. Some of the guys, yeah. Him and Top Dollar. be themselves. <laughs> yeah. That's, and, and, you know, the big question I had is, why couldn't this have been at 9 o'clock? You could have done this wedding at nine sure. o'clock and sure. had your world title in the main event. You just debuted this show. This is a brand new, this is 2.0 guys from 2005. But the, what I'm thinking is, is why would you not have a, a real match as your main event? Why would oh, our main event of this brand new show is going to be a fucking wedding. A wedding. What have we been talking about? Who's running shit now? Well, yeah. I was just going to yeah. say, I'll jump right in if I can again, because we've talked so much about SummerSlam 91. The guy who booked SummerSlam 91 is back. And instead of the match made in heaven, uh, we got this tonight on uh, the 2.0 of NXT, the match made in NXT history. I hate, hate, hate with a burning hot passion all romance lines. Except when Randy Macho Man Savage was backstabbed by Sherry and Miss Elizabeth came. And did she slap her? Did she push her? She slapped her. Uh, yeah, slapped like, her. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's it. There should have never been a romance line in fucking wrestling after that because they've been trying to do that. How many stupid fucking weddings have we went through? But man, I fucking hate romance. Dude, romance angles destroyed Miro in the WWE. Uh, who did Kane marry? Um, Lita. Lita? Lita. Lita. That was Lita. fucking Lita. stupid. Edge and Lita fake fucking under a mat, under the fucking cover. You can't forget. I'll get that all the way out of my wrestling. You can't please. forget. You can't forget Billy and Chuck. Hey, I, I was. I, I thought that was kind of hot. They That's got married. The one. They got married. Hot. Nah, they didn't. Oh, no, they didn't. They but they were going to. Yep. They swerved. Yep. They swerved. I thought Three that was kind of hot. Three minute warning. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, the, I hate weddings. I mean, just to put it like this, you know, I just watched a. Uh, I was. I've been laid up for the last like three weeks. I've just done nothing but watch television. I went through Glow again, like Glow, the TV show, and they uh, and they had a wedding. I'm like, WWE, you all are doing the main event on a glow television show on Netflix <laughs> like, right. in 2021. Do this angle, that's, that's, do it at nine o'clock. Do it right smack yes. in the middle of the show. 
Yes. Just put it up on Instagram. Take pictures. Put it on social media. Don't put it on my fucking TV show. It's fucking. This stupid. went way long. They they did bring back Austin Theory right in one of the promos, and yeah, he was backstage. Yeah. Who is the guy with the jacket? You know, I, I know we we're we're all spotty on our NXT. I have no idea who this guy is who had the who had the 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 rings in his jacket. Um. Did wow. the wedding? Did the did the wedding? I didn't watch this. Did the oh, wedding so go through? Did they? The other thing I was going to say yeah, is like it, Phoenix married them right before the commercial oh. break. You know, all the guys are coming out. The participants of the wedding. You know, and it, they were coming out like you know the indie wrestlers do at a battle royal at an LL Mud show. <laughs> it was just like kind of like, oh, are we? How do we do this? Are we even but, supposed? You know, acting like we're happy to be here, but yet not wanting to be the first ones out there. There's a uh, huge. Um, there's a huge mystery here that we have not talked about whatsoever, and that. Maybe I, I'm just not up on my NXT. Maybe there's a gimmick that uh, that fits this. Uh, and and as dumb as the writers are, I'm sure that maybe there is. But I totally missed why there was a zombie referee behind William Regal. Yeah, that's a thing I don't know about. Somebody's going to have to fill me in on that, too. What the fuck Derek, was that? You know about the zombie Derek. referee? <laughs> yeah, Derek, help us out. The zombie referee behind William I should have Googled that. I did not think Anybody. about it. I am going to save that for our closing statement. Do you know In our closing statements on this, I will address okay. the zombie referee that you sons of bitches. Tell me. Batista's got a movie coming out. I don't care. There was a zombie. Is it another zombie Batista movie? No, um, it's still playing off of the 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 zombie Batista movie. They're still that was not keeping great. that alive for or some the, reason. They the, didn't the, even the mention that movie. Time. They didn't even mention the movie. Why the hell is this referee was, dressed like a zombie, man? Because Bruce Pritchard runs Bruce, NXT Bruce Pritchard. now. That so, was uh, it. Felt more like Tim and Eric were running things at that point. I'm, I'm not God, sure that would be so awesome. Oh <laughs> man, like that Tim and be, Eric's awesome imagine? wrestling show. Oh God, man, my dick can only get so hard. That would be so fucking good. Christ. <laughs> only I'm thing that those guys ever, those the only thing those guys have ever done good for me is Tom is goes everything? to the Tom goes to the mayor and their movie, their billion dollar movie was hilarious. Other than that, I don't get their comedy at all. Oh, it's the so best. I've never seen anything. I don't. I have no idea what you're oh, talking so about. Good. You don't know about Tim and Eric and their awesome Tim show. Eric, good job, no, man. Shut the fuck up. We don't need to talk about it. No, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Talk about wrestling. Okay, so well, okay, let's talk about wrestling. Let's talk about this fucking wedding. The, uh, let's get past the wedding. The wedding is done. It happened. Dexter almost just got an axe or a hatchet in his vest. I mean, you know. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah yeah okay here we go here yeah, i'll do it i'll do dumb. it i'll do it they said their vows the best part was indy hartwell saying everyone said dexter's a freak and i was like you're damn right he's a freak and i popped for that i thought that was great <laughs> um but he's my freak she said predictably uh the 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 dexter had no vows other than to throw up a thumbs up which got a huge pop from the audience something may uh and the and then the minister got uh, upset that dexter's uh, uh, vows were not uh, eloquent enough, and so Dexter slammed him, which gave <laughs> us a huge pop again. And um, uh, oh yeah, there, there was a point where somebody expressed, you know, that they should thought somebody shouldn't get married, and and Odyssey Jones squashed him down and sat him down. So they're that's how they're going to get Odyssey Jones over, I guess. And then so out of nowhere, Beth Phoenix, who has been the only one excited about this wedding. 
throughout the entire buildup. She's the one who's like, we have plans to make whatever steps up, says she got a ministerial degree online at dot uh, com something or other. And she married the two and they kissed the bride and it was a beautiful wedding. Did I miss anything? Still fucking Wait, clueless Barry about the zombie about a hatchet. Yeah, they, they had the, the, the line in there, you know, does that anybody see need that these two people shall not be wed? And, like, everybody raised their hand, and yes. he revealed that he had the yes. hatchet that him and Johnny were throwing at the at the axe hole place. I had Imagine to if it I, like, go like this with yeah. my So it was like a, a little... And, and he showed it to everybody, and they all put their hands put their hand down. down. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of funny. That's it was funny. good. It was it well was done. A, I mean, it, it was, was a hilarious. Skit. That the whole funny. thing was funny, but it wasn't a main event. Yeah, it was nine o'clock funny. It was nine o'clock. <laughs> I mean, yeah, really, it's not, it was indie funny. It wasn't Ooh. nine o'clock funny. It was independent show funny. Mud show funny. It was mud show funny. <laughs> it like, like honestly, I laughed. I was like, oh, this is really entertaining. But why the fuck are you doing this? now and how did they expect any real wrestling fans to set through all of that to lead up to that small moment which we all thought probably was well done right like a nice way of setting the story with rick steiner at the end uh uh braun breaker like how come that how come that couldn't have happened right at the end like as 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 champa's leaving the ring he meets Braun Breaker backstage, you know, like why wouldn't that have been a good way to end the well, show? Versus, or you could have just put Braun Breaker. Stay tuned, or you right? could, or you could have just put Braun Breaker in a regular match and had him have a match like anyone else would when they showed up, and not put him in there with the champ, and not not have him beat L.A. Knight, and not do all that stuff because that was yeah. all fucking stupid. Yeah. But either way, we have been talking about NXT's brand new NXT 2.0, and obviously. We're not really fans of of the new look, the new vibe, the new the new anything. Derek, you have something to say before we get out of here? Yeah, so speaking of the new look, we haven't even talked about the arena or the way it's laid out or nothing like and we've talked about Bruce Pitchard like completely being in control of everything. When they said, "Hey, we're going to have studio wrestling for WWE." Did he just look at Vince and go, "Man, Hogan wrestled in a studio one time." Uh was a WT? Oh no, that was a movie called No Holds Barred. Well, let's make it look just <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Who was That's it that said good... they needed Ico Pro mats up? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Man, it was. It if was. you go and watch that movie or pull up clips from besides the eight-sided ring that they have in that movie, the studio feel is exactly like that. Now, that's the one thing that everybody bitched about about old school NXT was it was not lit well and it looked a little low rent. Do we think that this is a upgrade from that? Oh, no. May I? I thought this looked like Raw SmackDown Jr. Say it again. I thought it looked like Raw or SmackDown Jr. Is that what it should look like? Well, that's not for me to say. Okay. Well, because I it looked like. That's what I thought it looked like. Well, because I'm an NWA mark from the beginning, because that's where my love of wrestling was uh, fostered, I like the fact that it looks dark. I like that Ring of Honor looks dark and a little seedy. I like I that. That was about different, it. right? Like, that's what makes it different. It looks yeah. different. Yeah. Now, the, the ramp and shit, all that looks great. 
the the new entrance and all that. That stuff looks good. I didn't have a problem with the arena at all. I thought the arena looked pretty cool. I like. Is this uh, still full sale? I don't, I don't know. know. I had that question too. Is this uh, not full sale anymore? That. Where are they at, Derek? That, there's, I mean, they're still at the Capital Wrestling Center, but that's not uh, full sale arena. I don't believe anymore. Okay. Uh, I think it's it's not far down the road, but because uh, they're still in that same vicinity. But I don't think they have a deal with full sale anymore. Uh, Dude, Dark and NXT both going to be in Orlando now. Dude, Florida is the capital of everything, you all. Have y'all not figured this out? All things, economy and wrestling and everything is Florida. We're all going to end up, Florida is going to be where the new capital is going to be. Yeah, if we don't burn it down first. Uh, It it, it can go either way. Kayfabe lives in Florida. That's that's right. (laughs) House of Kayfabe Studios is, is located in Florida in the wrestling capital of the world. So we are done talking about NXT tonight. We have uh, we've went through everything and we've complained a lot. And if you don't like to hear people complain, I'm not sure why you're listening to this show anyway. But we're sorry <laughs> that we did that to you. Um, I guess the only thing that's uh, that's left for me to say is go Braun Breaker and the Creed Brothers. Slammy Slammerson. Yeah, coming up next. <laughs> and don't forget, don't forget that we are waiting on the return of Fanny McFlanagan. It's going to be <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here on the House of Kayfabe and the next time that we have a, a time scheduled out to bitch about things, we will let you know. House of Kayfabe. I take it to the has been a product of Superior Radio Network. Call Stephen P. If you have been mistreated and abused by a major corporation, if you've been abused by a representative like a doctor at the Veterans Administration Hospital, if you or a member of your family has been the victim of elder abuse in a nursing home, if you have been poisoned by Roundup or by asbestos in your talcum powder, if your entire city's water supply been poisoned by chemicals left underground, or if you've got any other kind of gripe or grievance that you feel needs redress in the legal system, call Stephen P. New, newlawoffice.com, 888-692-8084. He's representing people from professional wrestlers to just the little people out there like you and me that need some champion of justice to defend their rights in a court of law. Call my law office. We'll fight for you. Contact Stephen P. New, attorney at law. 
When it comes to your brand, your visual presence is so important. You can't just get anybody to take care of that for you. When you are trying to take your image to the next level, you need to contact Eli Brazil at Eli's Digital Concepts. Eli specializes in improving your look with cutting-edge graphics that set you apart from the rest. He has done work for franchise with Shane Douglas, House of Kayfabe, Dan Healy, RTW, and many more. Eli's Digital Concepts is your one-stop shop for all types of graphic design, such as rebranding, photo manipulation, posters, logos, letterheads, t-shirt designs, mock-ups, and even AutoCAD work. You can catch Eli on Instagram at Eli's Digital Concepts, on Twitter at Eli's Concepts, on Facebook at Eli's Digital Concepts, or you can email him directly, Eli's Digital Concepts at gmail.com. Eli's Digital Concepts, custom artwork you have to see to believe.